Okay, welcome. This is uh, Stuart Anderson with the Crown Council's Mentor of the Month program. We're grateful that you join us. This is our uh, opportunity to reach out to mentors and people inside and outside the Crown Council and dentistry to provide mentorship and masterminding. And uh, one of our oldest programs inside Crown Council is the Mentor of the Month. Uh, I'm joined today by Dr. Larry Stanley. We're grateful to have you. Thank you very. Thank you for having me. We are uh, honored to have you. Um, many of you know uh, Dr. Stanley inside the Crown Council membership. He's been part of the Crown Council for almost uh, 12 years. He joined um, through a, a, a meeting that Steve Anderson hosted and uh, was kind of welcomed into the group uh, 12 years ago. So it's it's been a long time. I mean, you're one of the all-star members of the group, one of a, a real staple and example to the group. So um, uh, Larry practices out of uh, Wildwood Dental and uh, he's he is up in Can Canada and uh, we're grateful uh, for all of our Canadian dentists in the Crown Council. If, if many of you didn't know, but there are over a hundred Crown Council doctors up in Canada. Uh, a, a general practitioner for over 30 years uh, but from his website, he says he has a, a broad scope of, of a lot of different areas inside of his practice, mostly diagnosing and treating oreofacial pain and TMJ dysfunction. Uh, we're, we're grateful to have him, especially because of a new uh, kind of area in his life where he's opened up the opportunity to be a, a public speaker uh, and share a lot of what he's learned over the years to others, to other study clubs and dental groups around the country. So it's kind of a new venture uh, for him in sharing and, and masterminding what he knows and has built over the last uh, 30 years. So I think uh, that that was very intriguing to me and a and part of this mentorship, which I think would be really fun to share with Crown Council is, uh, is that. So I'm gonna turn some time over to Larry to introduce how he got down this path and, and share what he knows uh, with the rest of the Crown Council group. So thank you for being with us. Welcome. Well, well thanks, uh, Stuart. That was, uh, that was very kind of you to say, and I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled and honored to be here when I think about um, the, the people you've had as the manner of the month over the years and to be asked to be included in that uh, group of colleagues uh, uh, i'm 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 very flattered and honored to be here and it's and it's kind of cool and you're right the the speaking thing um is so, is a somewhat new wrinkle in my career uh, i'm a bit of a scattered mind and and uh, uh like uh, in the movie up um where they 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 have these daughters that the, these dogs i should say that are distracted by squirrels they're a squirrel and they and they and, and away they go and that's that's me um and 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 i i can't seem to to sit still and and i'm always doing things and and thankfully my my wonderful wife tina is uh, is good at trying to keep the reins on me a little bit and and have me stay focused on on getting getting the immediate things done so so that we can um, allow me the time to do all these other things and but i've always liked storytelling i've always liked um uh, even when it comes to to comedy and humor because i've done some stand up and i'm thinking of getting back into that a little bit my my best comedy the the ones that i enjoy the most is is uh, storytelling um and, uh, that uh, weave humor into stories and and um a few years ago paul homily came through calgary and 
and uh, started uh, teaching a little bit, uh, a general audience about speaking. And I think I was the only one who was totally enraptured by it. And you know, this, the story when, when the, when the student is ready, this teacher appears. And I think I was finally ready um, to, uh, to do that. I remember 25 years ago, I went to the AACD convention in Boston and they brought up a speaker, W. Mitchell. And I, I'd never been to a large convention before. There was about 5,000 people in attendance and, and, uh, and you all gather at the first thing in the morning and they bring out a keynote speaker. And this is the first time I'd ever really experienced that. And their first speaker was this guy, W. Mitchell. And what they did is they turned out the lights and the spotlight came on the main stage and he wheeled out, he's a quadriplegic in, uh, in a wheelchair and um, and he was first um, uh, disfigured and eighty percent of his body burned in a bad car accident. He recovered and then and then as a paraplegic, he was flying an airplane. The airplane he was flying crashed and he was injured again and even worse. And mm -hmm. so it's it was an amazing story of resilience and and um, and uh, courage and 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 uh, overcoming uh, phenomenal obstacles and he had everyone with just the power of his voice totally captured for an hour and then the lights came up and everyone clapped and off they went and i sat there and i said wow mm. i'd like to do that one day mm. so cool. so that's my desire is to be able to have opportunities to get up and chat and and hopefully some of those listening will go, wow, that was, that was great. And they'll get something out of it and, and away we go. So, well, um, Dr. Dr. Stanley has been uh, speaking across the country for about uh, the last year. And, and you might've recognized or seen him. He spoke at the digital dental marketing conference hosted by my social practice uh, recently. So that is um, where uh, I, I first saw him speak. But I was I was joking around before the mentor of the month began that um, everywhere that I go on the internet, somehow Larry is there too. Like uh, we're all participating in the same uh, neat groups, and and um, it's fun to connect with him in so many ways. So, um, well, uh, birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> there it is. Who said yeah. that? Huh? Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, so so uh, um, you have to be careful who you flock with. <laughs> um, Dr. Stanley, would you introduce your concept about, uh, it, it, I, I assume it's kind of the focus of all that you do. It's, it's on your website. It's on your speaking page. Yeah. But, but introduce this concept of, of relationships and how it is the center of, of, of what you do and what, and what you believe. Well, sure. I mean, I'll, I'll expand more on that uh, in a little bit. But... Uh, the more I think about it, the more I, when I look at, um, when I read books, um, uh, think like Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich, and, and uh, in fact, the concepts of Think and Grow Rich are going to be used for Eagle University and, and, a, and a webinar that's coming up for them uh, uh, pretty soon for my youngest daughter was involved with Eagle University as a, as a participant for two years and just loved it and really made a profound difference for her. And 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 when so when you read even the 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 classics like Napoleon Hill's book, um, ultimately, without coming out and saying it, it, it's the relationships, it's the communication, it's it's um, it's when we have solid relationships with the people in front of us, 
things happen and and usually in a positive way and it all gets down to communication and and um and the crux of the communication the base of it is is relationships and that was the concept i had and and uh um, I'm not alone in the world of doing it. I, I think I've just managed to combine a lot of different resources to put it together and 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 to give us some practical ideas on how we can how we can form relationships quickly in a positive manner, especially in the dental environment and our small business. And and um, it it's uh, my first business coach uh, taught me about it, about communication and relationships and stuff that I utilized in my practice a uh, quarter century ago. And uh, and I've just um, picked up that ball and continued on with it today. And it resulted in a in a harmonious group of women who I get to work with every day. Um, two of them I've been working with 26 years uh, solid and uh, still they're, well, they're like family to me now. They're not employees. Uh, 26 years with them. I, I've spent almost as much time with them as I have with my own family. So uh, it's pretty powerful. Uh, um, uh, it's, it's the key to long-term relationships, long-term uh, employees, long-term uh, team members, long-term patients. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Crown Council members out there who, who have like me, three, four generations of families in your practice. And over the um, and because of that, they see us as regularly as they see their hairstylist or their barber. And so we get to know them very well and, and, um, and uh, we become part of their families and they become part of ours. Uh, Tina and I've been, we've been invited to baby namings and weddings and, uh, and uh, golden anniversary celebrations and, uh, and it's cool. And then they, you come and they introduce you, yeah, this is my dentist. And you know, who invites their dentist to these things? But we get it all the time. And it's, it's the relationship. So it's, it's very cool. It's very fun. It's made our lives a richer, happier, healthier place to be. And, and, uh, and there's some great research out there. In fact, I was just, uh, just listening on, uh, on, a uh, uh, Ted, uh, I, I get, uh, Ted, I've joined up Ted, uh, the Ted talk thing, and you can actually join up now on their website and they'll send you things that the curated, uh, videos they think will fit exactly what you're looking for. And I told them that I'm looking for things about relationships and stuff like that. And, and they just sent me one. It was a 75 year Harvard study that's still ongoing. And, and it talked about how um, happy relationships is what has led to the greatest longevity, regardless of the wealth uh, status of the people involved. Cause it, it, uh, it involves 6,400 men over a 75-year history, and it's the only one of its kind in the world. And uh, it was a profound, it's a 12-minute video. Uh, uh, if you want to find it quickly, go to my Facebook uh, page or my LinkedIn page, because uh, I posted it there. And, uh, and it's, uh, it's worth your time at 12 minutes, but it was, uh, it was, it was great. And, and to, it's, it's very true. Relationships, uh, success is about relationships, whether it's life yeah. or, uh, yeah. businesses or anything else. And so that's my, that's my topic. And it's, I'm passionate about it. I, I enjoy doing it. And, uh, and it's, like I say, it's my opportunity to get myself in front of a crowd and and talk because talking yeah. is my favorite thing to do. <laughs> I know um, you're going to share some uh, principles behind creating successful relationships. Um, yes. How, how they're done and um, 
you know, what, what you've learned over the years to do that. I might just step back and get out of your way and, and let you uh, roll and, and, and start sharing right. those principles. So if you, yeah. if you want to roll into how uh, you make relationships successful and what you've seen in your, in your own personal and professional life, um, okay, let's go, we'll, let's we'll, go we'll, for it. <laughs> all right. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to share the screen. Those of you who are listening to the podcast, cause I listen to the crown council, the mentor of the month podcast while I'm driving. So you won't be able to see this, but those who, of you watching the YouTube uh, video that, that will eventually be posted, you'll, you'll see the screen and, and my keynote presentation. So let me just uh, get this up here. And uh, now where can I, there we go. There we go. So um, I am happy to say a proud member of the Crown Council and, and uh, you and, and your dad, Greg and, and Steve have created phenomenal organizations, um, Crown Council, uh, Total Patient Service, uh, um, the um, Eagle University. It's just, these are all organizations that I found that if you if you uh, utilize the resources available can make a profound change in your practice and in your life. And, uh, and, uh, and I love that they've, um, you've really centered in the idea of creating a culture of success in your practice. So um, the annual event, uh, I've been to a few, I haven't been to all of them. I'm, I'm not an annual event. Uh, I got to go every year, but I've gone enough to know that it's, uh, it's an amazing thing. And, I'm looking forward to uh, Utah next year. Uh, hopefully everything will be okay from uh, my ability to travel across the border, but, but uh, that uh, we'll see when it comes. But I like to talk about success um, being all about relationships and I've already kind of introduced all of that. And as you mentioned, I spoke in June at the Digital Dental Marketing Conference that, that Crown Council was one of the major sponsors and Blake Hadley, of my social practice, who I think is a special Crown Council partner, um, uh, he invited me to uh, to submit something and liked my topic and allowed me to speak, and I was just thrilled to do that. And in that talk, I um, it's a 24-minute TED-style talk, and if you go to ddmclive.com, you can listen to it for free. And what I thought is instead of repeating what I just said two months ago, because it's available for free, <laughs> I'm, I want to build on beyond that. And, and so, um, so I talked then about the um, insights into communication color wheel, how uh, we can successfully uh, divide, quickly divide people into four personality groups. And based on their personality, you, their type of personality they have, you can treatment plan differently, you can schedule differently, you can, um, you can market differently. And if you make um, your, all of those things specific to that kind of person will entry, entry, um, improve your ability to um, be successful in getting them to accept your treatment plans and to do the treatment you recommend for them. So we all know about the Pareto principle, uh, the 80-20 rule. It started with uh, an Italian economics professor talking about uh, 80% of the land was held by 20% of the uh, wealthy elite, but it seems to apply like uh, Murphy's law to just about everything. And so 20% mm -hmm. of our success 
is due to our clinical knowledge and skills and 80% of our success is due to everything else. And so I like talking about everything else. Um, <laughs> and in fact, when you, um, Steve Anderson is one of my in, inspirations and, and mentors and, and uh, Steve talks about that 80%. And, and uh, so it's, it's so true. In fact, I, I received the the new book, Nearly Everything I and I Learned in Kindergarten Screwed Me Up at the Crown Council Annual Event in uh, Nashville. And I had received the, uh, bought the Culture of Success book many years earlier. And, and uh, I had read it and thought it was great. But I wanted to reread it because I know that this second book is somewhat of a sequel. And it, and it, and it was great. I just read them uh, again a couple of months ago. And um, if you have not purchased these two books, um, they're in your must read list. Uh, the Culture of Success really truly implement what, what he recommends in there. Uh, those systems will change your team and your practice and your patient's view of your practice. And then the, the nearly everything I learned uh, in kindergarten screwed me up is, is sort of the culture of success as applied to people. So the first book's about teams and our business. And the second one is about us as a personal level. And, and, uh, and it's, um, they're worthy of your time and your money. And, uh, and away we go. Because the secret to success is it's not a secret. It really isn't. Um, it's, uh, and so from Paul Homily, I got the, the, the fact that dentists have two roles. Uh, we have the role of being the provider. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is what we want to be doing. We, we do the dental treatment. We get, we get paid to do it. And uh, if we can't provide dental treatment, we can't get paid, then we don't have a business. We can't employ the people who rely on us for their family income and, and so on and so forth. But we cannot become a provider unless we are an advocate. And this is where we're the advisor, the guide, the supporter of our patients. This is where we help patients make their healthcare decisions for themselves, regardless of the impact on us as a provider. So this is where we have to make sure we keep our rules separate. Uh, we can't be an advocate and a provider at the same time. So we have to be clear about the fact that we're the advocate for the patient, and when they believe that we are their advocate, then they will trust our clinical recommendations and allow us to be their provider. Nice. And that's a pretty critical distinction. Yeah. So things we have to remember, and this is the one we've, we've all heard it many times, so it bears repeating, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Um, but people don't buy what you sell, they buy who you are. So you can't be a different person at work and at home. You just have to be you and you've gotta be you all the time and just be honest and be yourself. And you need to know what to say and not just say what you know. People, our patients know we're smart. We graduated from dental school. We had to get, be smart to get into dental school. They know we're smart, we don't have to display it. We just have to know what to say to them. So we need to customize what we say to our patients. And we need to know, we can customize that by knowing who they are. Well, how do we do that? Well, one way is to know their personality type, which I talked about in my DDMC lecture. And the other way is to, um, is, 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 is to use something that we'll get into called the, the um, golden 10. But the, you know the golden rule, how, um, we want to do unto others as we'd have done unto ourselves. 
The problem with the golden rule is, what if our patients don't want what we want? So I like uh, the, gold, the diamond rule, and I got this from Nate Booth, our, our colleague, uh, who since uh, unfortunately passed on a couple of years back from pancreatic cancer. He said to find out what people want and then find a way to provide for them what they uniquely desire, to treat others the way they want to be treated. And that's an important distinction. So how do we know what they want? And well, we get to know them as people. And so the golden tan is, um, is something I got from Roger Levin because knowledge is power. And so if you get to know eight to 10 things about the person in front of you, you will change the relationship from a professional one to a personal one. And if it becomes a personal one, then you're going to be liked by that person. And if they like you, they will trust you. If they trust you, they will accept your treatment for them, your treatment recommendations. So what are the 10 things that you get to know? Well, it depends on the person. And so we'll go through some ideas on, on the things that I like to make sure I get to know. And the first one is to know their name, to refer to that person by their name. Um, the sweetest sound that anyone could hear is their own name. Um, and, and, and a lot of this I get from the Crown Council weekly meetings that Steve Anderson does in the videos and stuff. And they're really great. If you haven't listened to those videos, they come out every week. Have a listen, read them, listen to them. It's, 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 it's there. And I got this one. The sweetest sound that anyone can hear is the sound of their own name. Who referred them? Um, we always ask that question, make sure you know the answer to that. And mostly our admin people, the people who answer the phone or website, we ask that question. So you're going to know before you sit in front of that person, who's the referral source. And most of the time, it's not the website or something. It's a sing it's a person. So do your homework, look up who that person is, remind yourself. And so when you sit down in front of it, you can say, oh, I see Betsy referred you. Oh, I like Betsy. She's really into quilting. Create a connection between the person in front of you, the referral source and yourself. And all of a sudden that relationship changes quickly. Do they have a family? Um, ask them that because so many times uh, families will send one person to the dental office to check them out and then they'll report back to say if the dental office was any good or not and then the rest of the family will come. Well, you can preempt that if you get to know that if they've got a family at the end of the appointment, you can invite their family to come in. Don't wait for them to go home, just invite them. What kind of work do they do? And that really helps give you an idea on how you're going to talk to them about treatment planning. Are they an engineer? Are they an entertainer? Are they a politician? Are they a stay-at-home uh, parent? Uh, getting those kinds of things will help uh, illustrate the kinds of treatment recommendations you're going to have so that the treatment you recommend fits them and their lifestyle. Um, uh, if they are a stay-at-home kind of person and they don't really have a job, well, how do you get to know them? Well, find out what interests they have outside of work or outside of the home. Do they have any hobbies? Do they play sports or what are they passionate about? Those kinds of things can help also key you in. they don't do any of that, uh, what's their favorite TV show or their favorite movie? 
or if they're really young, what's their favorite color? I've got a good story later I'm going to um, uh, do about that. But that'll help create a connection between you and that young person. If they're teenagers, and I know in Canada, when you get to junior high and beyond, there's a core curriculum, but then they have options. So what options are they taking? Are they taking uh, uh, sports? Are there, is there medical options? Are they taking uh, uh, architecture or, or uh, woodshop? Whatever it is. Uh, do they have um, any career desires? Some people, are, some kids, uh, the young people are overwhelmed by the, the fact that they have to make a career decision and others uh, have a very clear idea on what they want to do. But it helps to open up conversations and develop a relationship with that person. Do they travel? And, and if they do, what kind of travel do they do? Do they fly places? Do they, are they into road trips? Do they have a motorhome? Or do they like boating? Um, and then why are they here? Uh, every so often I'll get someone who comes into my office and they say, you know, my, my poppy's got dentures and my mama's got dentures and my sister's got dentures and I'm going <laughs> to have dentures and I don't care. And you know, if, if they don't care, then don't spend a lot of time talking to them about orthodontics and full mouth rehabilitation and stuff, because that's not what they're here for. Why are they here? Many times people have a specific uh, tooth that they want fixed. Uh, I love the expression and I, and I, and I got this uh, in, in the aesthetic world. I'm drawing a blank on the name of the person. But, um, he, you know, he said, if you wave a magic wand in front of uh, your uh, face and can change anything, what would you change about your smile? And, the, you know, it just opens up the conversations because now it's not a yes or no question. They have to actually talk. Um, do they have any specific goals or desires for their oral health? Uh, uh, are they, do, can they eat in comfort? Do they, uh, uh, if there's something about their appearance or the color of their teeth, or, or are they uncomfortable? Uh, these are the kinds of things that can help open up conversations. Do they, what about their dental history? Um, have they had good dental experiences? Have they had bad dental experiences? If they've had bad, find out what it is that the person um, had that was bad so that you don't repeat the same mistake. Um, uh, if they, uh, do they come to the dentist regularly or is this their first visit in seven years? These will also help guide you on developing the trust in your treatment plans. You're not going to do something extensive for someone whose first visit is their first visit in seven years. You just want to focus on healthcare and making sure they're healthy and developing that bond of trust because you want them to come back in three months or six months, not seven years from now. And what about their health history, both them and their family? Well, both, you know, not only uh, will their a person's general health affect their oral health and vice versa, but maybe they've got a disabled child at home that they have to take care of. Maybe they've got um, uh, a senior, uh, a, a parent or a grandparent with dementia at home that they have to care for. And that's going to impact on what kind of treatment they're going to accept with you because their lives are the way they are. And so getting to know these things will help guide the relationship you have with them. Because the more you know about your the more they think you know about what you're doing. And it's amazing that, you, that uh, people will turn to people they trust information, um, especially when it's uh, specialized information like what we do in healthcare. So if you know eight to 10 things about someone in front of you, you change that relationship from pro professional one into a personal one because you never get a second chance to make a first impression. 
And people will forget what you said to them, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And in fact, at the Crown Council annual event in Nashville, Brian Biro and Mac Anderson was in, and they were talking about kindness and and uh, the return on investment because of kindness. And uh, the book that they they uh, sold it was uh, it was it's uh, it's great. And kindness really does count. Uh, the Dalai Lama talks about it all the time about compassion and 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 uh, having greater levels of compassion and and what we do and how we treat everyone around us all the time i've often said if you take care of your team the team will take care of your patients and if the team takes care of your patients the patients will be safe and comfortable and they will trust us and they will accept more dentistry and then we will be more successful which means i'll have the money i need to do to take care of my team and it's a big circle so uh yeah, it's um, it's it's great. And then you know, COVID happened. Um, hey, Larry, can I jump in real quick? Just a quick yes. question. You sure. know, one of the one of the biggest concerns that sometimes we have uh, when we when we talk to Crown Council members across the country is is gathering all that information. Um, it, do you have a way to? Um, I don't want to say keep track of it. But is there a way for you when you ask those questions and connect with those patients that you are um, remembering or, or how, how are you keeping track of, uh, of, of people and, and is that a, do you have a system for that or, or a way to, to remember? <laughs> uh, and, and that's, um, I have a bad memory. Um, um, and, and it's been like that all the time. It's, it's funny. I go, I go and I meet people and someone comes up to me and I know I know them and I can tell you a gazillion things about them, but I can't tell you their name. And so my wife is great because she leans towards me and she's telling me that's so-and-so. Nice. So, um, uh, so I, I have cheat sheets. I, I make notes. I have a little notepad and I just write certain things down. And then uh, later uh, at the end of the appointment or at the end of the day or something in my dental management practice management software in our daily clinical notes, I make the notes about what I learned about that person. Very and, smart. Okay. Uh, and so I, and I review it the next time they come in. So I remember, you know, two or three personal points and they're always astounded at how do I remember? I, I don't tell them I cheat. I write it, I write it down and I review it, mm-hmm. but it, 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 that's what I do. I, 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 um, I write it down and, and eventually some things, because you see them month after month, year after year, you, you start to remember these things. But it's so, very, it's very, I'm, I'm, very smart. You know, that extra little effort is what matters. That's what makes the difference. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it takes moments, uh, seconds, uh, you know, at most a minute and, uh, and, uh, it's, um, it's powerful. You review it, you remember, and, uh, it maintains that relationship because it shows the person in front of you that you care about them, that you've taken the time to remember or make a note of, or, or whatever, uh, about that person. It makes them feel like they're important. Nice. Great. And, and that's important because the, the COVID shutdown has been a reset button, a reset button for businesses. It's been a reset button for our patients looking at us. Um, they're looking at everybody, uh, including their health providers with new sets of eyes. And uh, uh, we had in July, um, we were shut down from mid-March to uh, the first day after the May long weekend. So if we, that was in Canada. So that was May 22nd. So I was closed for 11 weeks. Wow. 
yeah, it was a, a long time. And, and um, we came back and of course there's lots of dentistry that needs to be cut up. And we did that through May and June, July, we were all caught up and July I had my best month ever. Hmm. Best month ever in the midst of all of this. And we had a record number of new patients and the new patients were coming in with large number of them saying they just weren't comfortable with their dental office that they had been going to for many years because they didn't feel safe. Wow. And uh, yeah, it was a wow. And, uh, and they had heard about us through their family and friends and they became new patients and uh, that growth in our office continues. And at the end uh, of this, I've got a specific marketing idea that we just started that's really starting to get some traction. It's free and it's easy to do. And, uh, and, and I'll have some recommendations for the Crown Council members that they uh, consider doing in, their, in your own modified form. Um, it's, it's no secret because people trust people they like. They like you, then it's then it's easy. They'll even when you make a mistake, you can apologize, and they will forgive you because they like you. <laughs> so here's some examples. Um, Oscar uh, was 11 years old when he came to my office. He came to me. I was his third opinion. I came for the third opinion. He had been to two other dental offices. He was having pain in the oral region and the dentists, he just didn't like them and they didn't, and he, he wasn't going to accept what they, they were, what they were recommending. And they, and they came in and you know, how often kids will come in and the parent will be in the operatory with you. And, and uh, mom said, I don't want to tell you what happened. I just want you to see my son. So we did the usual things. We had the x-rays and we, we got his teeth cleaned and I sat down in front of him. And I heard mom say that and I didn't talk to mom any longer. I just sat in front of Oscar and I did my thing. I got to know him. What school does he go to? What grade is he in? What is he interested in? We had a connection because he's into science fiction and and in that time he's a, he was a star wars fan and i'm a star wars fan and i've got jedi robes and a lightsaber and the whole but so we created this bond and this connection <laughs> well and before i even looked in his mouth and then i looked in his mouth and and i found out the reason for his pain he's got narrow maxilla he's got a deep overclosed class two bite he has not a single filling in his mouth he takes good care of himself but he's not sleeping at night. He needed orthodontic care. He needed referral to an ear, nose and throat specialist because his airways blocked up and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I told him all these things. Mom's listening, but I'm talking to Oscar and I told him all these things. And then when I was finished telling him, I says, and now Oscar, I want to tell your mom what I just told you. And I said to mom the same thing. And the problem that led him to come to my office and leave the other two is because the other two dentists spent the entire time talking to the mother and didn't spend any time talking to Oscar. And he was 11 years old. 11 year olds are remarkably smart young people. If you give them credit, they just want to be listened to. They want to feel like they matter. And that's all it took. And now he's been a patient of mine. Well, now the whole family comes to me and the whole bed. 
But all I had to do was sit and listen to him. There was no magic in it. I didn't have any extra knowledge. I didn't have any skills, clinical skills that were any better than my colleagues. I just sat and listened and developed a bond with that 11 year old person sitting in front of me. Um, we had uh, the other day, I, I now work in a, in a multi-dentist facility. We, I, uh, when I came on, um, I'd sold my previous practice because I work, uh, as you mentioned earlier, in oral facial pain TMJ consulting, mostly from trauma. So my primary referral sources are insurance companies and personal injury lawyers and stuff. And that asked my practice got so busy that between my general practice and my consulting business, I was working 60 plus hours a week and that's not sustainable. So I sold my general practice, didn't get along with the guy who uh, sold my practice to, and he asked me to leave. So I did. And after spending a little time searching, I found the clinic that I'm now working in in Wildwood in Calgary and, and uh, joined in us there and, and she's lovely. And, and uh, she was only a, she's a young mom and, She's uh, working three days a week because her husband was in school, um, uh, learning to become an ophthalmologist. He's since graduated, but she was working three days a week in this big 3,500 square foot facility uh, was uh, only open three days a week. So I came on board and I worked three days a week. She worked three days a week. Now we're open six days a week. We had two part-time hygienists and the practice grew and the hygienist became full-time hygienist and the practice grew and we just added a third dentist to the team and the practice continues to grow and COVID shutdown happened and we took our ops. We had four ops and, but we had seven built, but uh, plumbed and that's it. So we put equipment in the other three. Now we have seven ops and revamped our, our, uh, our waiting area, uh, reception area. And uh, it's, it's, it's very satisfying to see the growth of our practice. Um, and so now patients will come in to see the hygienist, but the dentist who they saw originally may not necessarily be there at that moment. And so this happened the other day and a, a math professor was uh, in the chair. He had, he needed to have his recall exam and he's the patient of Dr. Gang, my partner. Um, but I looked up his the notes that she made about him and I saw that he's a math professor at a local university. And so I walked in and I said, uh, you know, how has the COVID shutdown affected you? How has it affected your, your, um, you know, the the university and and your your classes and the work that you do? And it just, you know, all of a sudden, I've developed this relationship with this guy because I knew something about him before I walked in the in the into the room. Right. And uh, and he laughed, saying to the admin people, he says, "Boy." Everyone in this office is really great. And all I did was get the, you know, that's all I did was just talk about the fact that he's a math professor at the university. You know, it was nothing special, but, but he thought it was something special because Linda had made notes about him and I read the notes and took it from there. Um, we had a four-year-old in the other day and, and um, when she was three, she had, bad experiences not in dentistry because there's not a filling in her mouth her mouth is clean mom and dad take good care of her she takes good care of her but she's scared in the dental office environment because she had bad medical experiences and so she just you know the first couple of years she aged two three she wasn't letting anyone near her but you know when she was three i finally broke through a little bit i got to know her favorite color was purple and the whole bit and now she's four and I come in and I greet her and I'm smiling and stuff and I'm saying is your favorite color still purple and she said no 
it's pink now. And I said, oh, pink like bananas. And she says, no, bananas aren't pink, they're yellow, ha, ha, ha. So that, you know, like, and shoes butter in my hands because, uh, you know, it's, it's just as simple as knowing what her favorite color was. Because, you know, what else are you going to get to know about three and four-year-olds? But yeah. uh, it's, it's simple and it's the relationships and, and those positive relationships allowed me to do the dentistry. So I became their advocate first and that allowed me to be the provider and we made money that day because we saw her. And then uh, when I did a lecture of this nature not too long ago for the Orem group of companies online um, in May, uh, one of the people asked, when, what, how, what do you do when you get the patient in front of you who doesn't want to talk about anything? They don't want to tell you anything. I'm not telling you anything about me. You know, they're stubborn. Well, obviously, they've had bad experiences. Uh, they don't trust you. They're a low trust person. They're waiting for you to come up with extravagant treatment plans or whatever. I don't know what it is that they're, they think is going to happen. So when it's very clear that they don't want to share any information with you, don't push it. Just mm -hmm. step back and say, what do you expect from me today? Mm, good question. And that was it. Just what do you expect from me today? And then that way you find out what it is that they want and then give them what they want and that's it. And then you can close by saying, and in the future, I would like to talk about X or whatever, but do it step by step. Eventually they will trust you because you're listening to them and you're doing what they want to have done for themselves and no more. It's like the cardiologist telling the, the smoker who's just had a heart attack, you got to quit smoking and they don't, but it's their choice. Yeah. It's not, you know, you don't berate them. They make the choice, even if it's a bad one. And, and sometimes we get patients who make bad choices for their oral health care and that's their choice to make. Um, so I don't lose sleep about it. Um, I'm just find what they want and find a way to give them what they want. And then I go home to my family and then away we go. So those are just sort of four, four examples and, and, uh, and, and there's more. Uh, the marketing idea, you know, with the COVID shutdown and we had people asking us questions. So what we've done is, is we, we've been collecting the questions that patients have been asking. And then I've been sitting in my waiting room area and, and interviewing either uh, my partner or myself and soon uh, the new dentist in our practice and I call it the Wildwood waiting room chat. And we just take out the iPhone and we re record it. So it's very uh, informal. And we're sitting, uh, in the case where I'm interviewing my partner, we're sitting six feet apart. And, uh, and, we, and we answer one question that mm -hmm. a patient asks. And it's anywhere from one to three minutes long. And then I put it up on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and stuff. And we're getting 10 times the number of views and responses that we are to all our other posts online. Wow. Wow. And it's free. And all we're doing is answering questions that patients have. So we're not educating. We're not doing them. So one of the questions was, are, are we afraid? 
So I answered that question. Um, the other question was, what's uh, what's different from uh, our personal protective equipment? So we brought in one of my assistants and had her dressed in the full PPE and gave him an idea on what, what it looks like and when do we have to wear it and stuff like that. Like our hygienists have to wear it all day long. We only have to wear it when we're doing aerosol generating procedures. Um, that, that kind of stuff. Uh, we also did um, construction in our office. So we showed the new waiting room. That was that was our first uh, uh, Wildwood waiting room chat. So I call it the WWRC for Wildwood waiting room chat. The the third installment will probably be in, um, up later today on Facebook and and uh, and YouTube and Twitter and that. And uh, great idea, that, very good. Yeah, so it's free and customize it. Find out what it is your patients are asking. What questions are they asking you? And then yeah. do a quick little video, put it up. It doesn't cost anything. And it's powerful marketing relationship stuff. Um, people are, uh, our patients are sharing it with their friends and, and stuff like that. They're reposting it on their website, on their Facebook pages and stuff. And it's, we're get, like I say, we're getting 10 times the number of people seeing these things that, uh, than anything else. And I'm, I'm not, I'm just putting it out there. I'm not even trying to market it. And I know that uh, Blake Hadley and the my social practice people who I love working with them, they've got some phenomenal ideas on how to really ramp that up free uh, or inexpensively. You don't have to spend thousands every month on your website. Um, it's a waste of money. Uh, yeah. You just need to coordinate your efforts and you can do it inexpensively and very effectively. And uh, the my social practice people can do that really well. But if you want to learn more, um, drlarry.net is my main website. And from there, links to everything else that I do, uh, my uh, graphic novel series, my, uh, my um, uh, voice acting and my comedy podcast that my brother does. Uh, Wait, uh, but you got you to gotta share the name of the po comedy podcast. That's the best no. part. <laughs> no shirt, <laughs> no shoes, pants optional. Because pants are optional. <laughs> and and uh, it's uh, it's it's totally silly and it's fun and and uh, I play a um, uh, Dr. Stanley, the medical correspondent from Calgary, and I'm also a disciple of the Guru Shev Impala, who is uh, still radiant, uh, born in 1647, and he's still radiant. He he teaches about the dream of traffic consciousness. And, and how being in traffic can uh, enlighten you. Uh, it's, 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 it's silly, it's fun, it's, 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 it's free. It's on free on iTunes and, and stuff and from their website. Um, uh, DrLarrySpeaks.com's got more about this relationship stuff and my speaking. I, I, uh, I'm working with uh, dental offices directly uh, on the insights and communication, the, the training and how we can test your own teams and stuff like that. And uh, if you want me to come out and speak i can do that uh if you want to get more information about the insights i've got a quick little email a handout that i can send you if you want to uh, send me an email dr larry at drlarry.net and i will uh shoot me the email and i will send it out and in a way you go but before i finish up to sort of certain quotes uh you want to ask yourself wtf uh, that's not what the frack, but what's the future? Um, uh, BMIH, not MIA. That's uh, don't um, making it happen as opposed to missing in action. I got that from Lieutenant uh, Colonel Rob Waldo Waldman. 
uh, the wingman who spoke at Crown Council annual events some years ago. Mm -hmm. um, you you want to enhance your BLT, your believability, likability, and trust um, so that you can find your PB&J, your passion, beauty, and joy in your work, your day, and your life. I like acronyms. I got that from my military career. The military loves acronyms, and I've just sort of picked that up, and away we go. But that's um, that's my stuff, and that's that's where we're at. Very good. Thank yeah. you, Dr. Stanley. I, I love this idea. I think it's even powerful enough to share with Crown Council members on a, on a different level of this um, simple marketing idea. Um, just say, uh, give a couple suggestions on where you're getting the questions from. Are there uh, people asking the questions in the chair? Are they posting them? Are they emailing you? Where, where would a Crown Council member get questions from his patients to start working on? That was easy. I just asked my team, okay. what questions are the what patients asking? Ask? Okay, perfect. And, and the assistants had some, and the hygienists had some, and the admin people had some. And then what I've been saying is, uh, uh, in the postings, in the comments below on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube, ask us more questions. So, okay. Uh, so I love it. Yeah. But well, I started very, with asking the team, what are the patients asking? Okay. Well, I will put all your contact information in the notes of the podcast, as well as on the Crown Council website. So if you've downloaded this uh, Mentor of the Month from iTunes, uh, I'll put some of the notes in there to contact Dr. Stanley, as well as if you're listening to it on the Crown Council website or watching on YouTube, uh, this video will be posted there. You'll see his contact information in, in the notes. So if you're running a study club or if you're looking for an opportunity to connect with Larry, I highly recommend it. I'm grateful you join us and hopefully there's more to come here. Uh, hopefully we can reconnect oh. soon. I, uh, I look forward to the future and uh, thank you again for this opportunity. It's such an honor to be um, part of the esteemed group you've called the mentor of the month and, and uh, it's, a, it's just a thrill. Crown Council has been an organization I have never regretted joining and regularly mentioned to other people. Um, it's great. There, you, you mentioned 100 members in Canada. I would like to see a find a way to get more members in Canada. So hey, I got I to. So would I. It. You bet. <laughs> the read the resources you provide, it's just unbelievable. There are I, I, there isn't any other group that provides the level of uh, value, and um, and volume of stuff. And and there's so much out there. And, and I know I hardly use some of it. And and the the, the stuff that you've put together through these years, is just amazing. Thank you. And uh, I did take my team to uh, the total immersion with total patient services uh, some years back, and that changed my practice as well. So, very good. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's great, and I'm grateful. Thank you. Well, we're grateful for you, and thankful you'd spend the time with us. Appreciate it. Well, thank you. thank you very much, Stu.